Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, January 24th. Let's start with the in case you missed it portion and then go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Oh man, it was a crazy weekend in the NFL. Championship games are set and it was just nuts. But first, let's start with basketball and then we'll move on. In men's basketball, number six, Duke continues to struggle, losing to Florida State in overtime by one point to start off the week on Tuesday. Number 15, Iowa State was upset by number 18, Texas Tech, who continues to climb up the rankings. Iowa State also didn't have a great week because they then lost to TCU on Saturday. We then had number 23, Texas, lose to K-State. Marquette had a good week and beat number 11, Villanova. And then went on to beat another top 25 win, number 20, Xavier, on Sunday. Number 13, LSU, lost to recently unranked Alabama on Wednesday. And then went on to lose to number 24, Tennessee, on Saturday. Noticing a theme with these losses. (laughs) There were a lot of double losses this week. Number four, Purdue, lost to Indiana after a Strong first half by the Hoosers, outscoring the Boilermakers 37-28. to Both ranked games on Friday were in the Big Ten, and both were upsets. Number eight, Wisconsin got beat up on by number 14, Michigan State, after a dismal first half. That was 42-26 to at half. Number 17, Illinois, also lost to Maryland, 81-65. to Number 12, Kentucky lost to number two, Auburn. The Tigers put up a monstrous 51 points in the second half to stage a huge comeback. But all in all, there were a lot of double losses and double wins, and it was just a crazy week as we get closer and closer to March Madness. 
Another big college basketball news, Gonzaga's Hall of Famer and retiree, like number is retired, the number 12, symbolizes John Stockton, their biggest Hall of Famer, and he no longer has access to season tickets. Well, for the rest of the season anyway, because he refuses to wear a mask, the school has suspended his home game tickets. Good thing for Stockton is the Zags only have five more home games anyway. Moving on to the NBA, Lakers' Russell Westbrook got his ass benched this week due to his poor gameplay and shooting. In the Pacers' loss on Wednesday, Westbrook went 5 for 17. And so not only was his shooting bad, but he was also failing on the defensive side of the ball. LeBron was even asked about it in his post-game press conference. That was, his, that was Westbrook's 10th straight game in scoring under 20 points. Grayson Allen on the Bucks have been has been suspended for a game after he caused the Bulls player Alex Caruso to break his wrist. I do have a link for that video on the blog, but obviously I can't do that on a podcast. Allen was obviously ejected after that play and the Bucks still came out on top 94 to 90. All right, but really we're going to the NFL because it was just absolutely nuts. We had it what the championship games are now set. So we actually had the two teams that had first round buys both lost. So spoilers, sorry. The Packers looked to be in control after the first drive was way too easy. And they were leading the 49ers the entire game until 447 left in the entire game when the 49ers blocked a punt and scored a touchdown to tie the game. The Packers then went three and out, and the 49ers made it into field goal range to kick a 45-yard game winner. The final score of that game was 13-10. to 10. Moving on to the Bengals-Titans game. The Titans got running back Derrick Henry back, but it really didn't matter. First play of the game, qu- quarterback Tannehill threw an interception, and it pretty much went like that for the, ta- for the Titans. The Bengals only managed a field goal off of that turnover, though, and the Titans were the first to score a touchdown, although they missed the PAT. That was only with 5-10 left in the first half. Score was 9-6 at half. Bengals up. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow led his team to a touchdown to start the second half, however, to take the lead 16-6. The Titans then tied the game up at the end of the third, but a late interception led to the Bengals kicking another game-winning field goal. Final score for that was Bengals win 19-16. Oh, man. Number 12, Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does, but this time it just wasn't enough. On Sunday, the Rams were leading 27-3. Yes, 27-3 at half. And the let's just say the crowd in Tampa was done. But slowly and surely, thanks to the Bucks' rush defense and obviously quarterback number 12, they clawed their way back. With only 42 seconds left in the game and on fourth and inches, Bucks running back Leonard Fournette not only got the inches he needed to extend the game, but ran it into the end zone. This tied the game with 42 seconds left, 27-27. With one timeout and after four lost fumbles in the game, Quarterback Matthew Stafford went down the field in two huge plays and set up another game-winning field goal. Oh, man, it was a great game. Even though there were six turnovers and Tom Brady couldn't get it done, it was still watch worth watching those highlights. Also, Tom Brady received his first unsportsmanlike penalty ever in his career during this game. Again, links on the blog. It was, oh, it was just a crazy game. So that makes three for three on 
game-winning field goals being made in the last couple minutes of the game. And then we move on to last night. The final game of the weekend didn't disappoint. The Chiefs versus the Bills went into overtime due to 25 points and three lead changes in the last two minutes of the game. That is just unheard of in the NFL. The Chiefs got the ball back with 13 seconds left and still managed to get in field goal range to take it to overtime. Then remember the NFL OT rules are horrible. So first team to score a touchdown or a safety ends the game. And that's exactly what happened. Quarterback Patrick McCombs led them down the field and they won the toss, got the ball and scored. And so Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, never got a chance at rebuttal. And it just feels like a crime after the game we watched these two quarterbacks battle in. So this weekend will be the AFC and NFC championship games. And I'll go into that on what to watch. Moving on to Olympic sports. The Olympics are only two weeks away. So get ready, people. But remember that shirtless flag bearer from the Rio games? Well, he's definitely the most famous person from Tonga. And I'm going to try and pronounce this correctly. Pita Tau Fatofo was representing his home country in the Olympics and is now helping his home country after the deadly volcano and tsunami. Remember, he was also in the Pyeongchang Games as he was a cross-country skiing athlete during those winter games and then was also flag bearer in the Tokyo Games back in his original sport of Taekwondo. He is the first athlete to be in three straight games since the Winter Games began in 1924. If you want to support the relief efforts going on in Tonga, you can click the link in the blog or visit PETA on social media. But let's head back to Team USA. We have some snowboarding heavyweights as Team United States was announced their 26-team member roster this week. And you'll recognize some of these names. Sean White, Chloe Kim, and Jamie Anderson are all going back to the Olympics. This is Sean White's fifth Olympics, and what he has said will be his last. The only one he didn't win gold in the halfpipe in was Sochi. Anybody else remember the too warm weather controversy where the snow was melting? No? I'm the only one? Okay. Chloe Kim was one of the shining stars of Pyeongchang Games where she won the halfpipe as well. We had an American sweep. Then Jamie Anderson is two-time reigning gold medalist in slope style and a silver in 2018 in big air. Remember, the slope style has only been competed since Sochi, so she is the only woman to have ever won this gold medal. But those team members are set, and if you want to see the team, go check out the blog. And in tennis, the Australian Open moves to quarterfinals, and there was not a dry eye in the house when this weekend French tennis star Alize Cornet had appeared in 63 Grand Slam tournaments but had never made a quarterfinal well, until this weekend, this was her 17th Australian Open, and she beat former world number one Halep to make it there. Her 63 attempts is the highest record for making a first quarterfinal ever in the Open era. She has made it to the fourth round in all of the Opens previously, including the U.S. Open in 2020. So the quarterfinals are set. There are three Americans still in the running, as well as world number one Ashley Barty. On the men's side, there are no Americans left, but there are still two familiar names in the running. Rafael Nadal is still in and can make it the most Grand Slam titles record 
for himself if he wins. Also, Medvedev, reigning U.S. Open champion, is also in the quarterfinals, but on the other side of the bracket, luckily. Moving on to what to watch this upcoming week. In the NBA on Tuesday, we have the Lakers at the Nets at 6.30 on TNT. That is going to be a classic heavyweights game of what is thought to be the championship contenders. Then the Mavericks at the Warriors at 9, also on TNT. On Wednesday, we have the Knicks at the Heat at 6.30 on ESPN, followed by the Suns at the Jabs at 9. Thursday, you see two more games at 6.30 on TNT and 9 o'clock. And then on Friday, we have 6.30 on ESPN and 9 on ESPN as well. We also have Saturday, the Nets at the Warriors, another big game. And the Nets have two back-to-back at 7.30 p.m. on ABC. Imagine that, what happens when all of football stops playing on Saturdays. In college basketball, we have a number of big matchups, and they start tonight. Number 18, Texas Tech at number 7, Kansas, will be at 8 p.m. tonight on ESPN. Then on Tuesday, we have number 14, Michigan State at 17, Illinois, at 6 p.m. on ESPN. Later that night, number 3, Arizona at 9, UCLA on at 10 o'clock if you want to stay up late on a school night, also on ESPN. Wednesday, we have a ranked showdown in the Big East. Number 21, Providence at 20, Xavier at 5.30 on CBS SN. We do have ranked games on Thursday, but no ranked versus ranked. No ranked games at all on Friday, but Saturday begins the SEC Big 12 Challenge this weekend. So expect a lot of great games and a lot of upsets. So starting off our ranked versus ranked matchups, we have number 12, Kentucky at 7, Kansas. Just the like primo basketball school showdown at 5 p.m. on ESPN. We also have number 24, Tennessee, at 23, Texas, at 7 p.m. on ESPN. And those are the only two ranked versus ranked on that day, but there's plenty of ranked games going on. It like, looks like 20 of them. On Sunday, we do have a showdown in the Big Ten, number 19, Ohio State, at number 4, Purdue. That's at 11 a.m. on CBS. Moving on to the NFL, it is, like I said, championship weekend. So on Sunday, the 30th, we have the AFC championship game first between the Bengals at the Chiefs at 2 p.m. on CBS, then followed by the NFC championship game of the 49ers at the Rams at 5.30 on Fox. Remember, the Rams stadium is being used for the Super Bowl this year, so the 49ers are getting a little bit of a heads up in what they're going to play in in the Super Bowl. Golf is back on regular TV this weekend and again because the NFL is going to own Sunday's viewership, believe it or not the PGA Tour has moved their tournament. So the Farmers Insurance Open round 1 will actually start on Wednesday. That will be on Golf Channel at 11:30 a.m. Round 2 will be Thursday at 2 p.m. on Golf Channel and we start the cut and round 3 on Friday, which will be interesting, starting at 2 p.m. on Golf Channel, then followed at 4 p.m. on CBS. And Saturday will be the final round. So that will be at 2 p.m. on Golf Channel and 3.30 on CBS. Even Dovey says that that is unusual for the PGA Tour. 
The NHL is featured on TNT at guess what times? The same as the NBA, 6.30 p.m. and 9 p.m. on Wednesday. We also have a lot of gymnastics on TV this weekend, starting Friday with a bunch of matchups in the SEC and culminating with Alabama at Auburn at 9 p.m. on ESPN2. On Saturday, you can catch Mizzou at Kentucky at 4 p.m. on SEC Network. And on Sunday, Michigan State at Michigan at 2 p.m. on ESPNU, followed by Denver at Oklahoma at 5 p.m. on ESPN. Team USA men's soccer is back in action. We play El Salvador on Thursday at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. That is a World Cup qualifying match. And then, of course, we have tennis this weekend. Plenty of that to watch. The quarterfinals start today at 1 p.m. on ESPN2. Then with continued coverage at 6. Tuesday, same kind of thing, starting at 1 p.m. on ESPN2 and followed up at 8. The women's semifinal will be Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. on ESPN. The men's semifinals will be featured Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on ESPN and then again at 2.30 on ESPN. The women's final will be aired on Friday at 2.30 on ESPN with the men's final following the next day on Saturday at the same time. That wraps it up for me this week. Go check out the blog if you want to see more stories, obviously more games, plenty of top 25 basketball games. But, man, it has been all NFL all day. I hope the great games continue into the weekend to just lead us into a great Super Bowl. Hope to catch you all next week.